In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Who do you say that Jesus is? Who do you say that Jesus is? In one sense, that question can be uh, reasonably simple to answer. The scriptures give us plenty of ammunition. Like Peter said, Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Elsewhere, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, the Alpha, the Omega, beginning and the end, a prophet, a king in the line of David. The early centuries of the church gives us language that has been uh, refined after a long period of uh, prayer, fierce debate, soul-searching, and the lived experience of the people of God. So, uh, we can call Jesus the second person of the Holy Trinity, light of light, true God of true God, only begotten Son of the Father. Even today, in the last few decades, this central question of who Jesus is is still cause for volumes of publishing, countless hours of prayer, a cause for hundreds of thousands of sermons and homilies that are preached around the world today. As I prepared this sermon, I glanced over uh, to one of my bookshelves and scanned some of the titles I saw there about Jesus, and I'll tell you just a few of them. There was Christ, the heart of creation, the crucified God, zealot, the Christ-like God, this Hebrew Lord, Son of Man, Jesus of Nazareth, God incarnate, the apocalyptic Jesus, the Word incarnate, the universal Christ, and quite a few just titled Jesus. So we can talk about who Jesus is as witness to in Scripture uh, through the teaching of the church, through classic and contemporary systematic theology, and that can be really good. But where the rubber hits the road, so to speak, is how we answer that question. What stirs within our hearts and minds when we reflect on who Jesus is. But even then, even then, it can get very messy. I've heard some people approach Jesus as the Prince of Peace and others who call him the Prince of War. I've heard some suggest Jesus was all about good, wholesome family values and others who see the liberation of Christ as freeing them from so-called traditional norms of identity and relationality. I've seen some people just swoon about the love of Christ and hold out severe divine threat in the same breath. And still others who are actually willing to enact physical violence and hatred in the name of our Lord. 
I know some who see in the life of Jesus a model for the kingdom of God and its justice. And I'm aware of others who would rather wage war and kill those who they regard as heretic and other. I know some who speak his name and recite a quick formulaic prayer as if it were an easy passport to heaven and others who spend a lifetime wrestling with just who this Jesus person is, agonising over the mystery and at the same time choosing to sacrificially live and serve in the world in a way which is a model for how we can take up our cross daily. There are some that say Jesus mainly wants us to have uh, health, wealth, prosperity. And there are others who look at the homeless, wandering Jesus with no place to lay his head and who was born and died in material poverty and who would regard such prosperity-based preaching as exploitative and simply a means of taking advantage of the people of God to fill the wallets and purposes of unscrupulous preachers. Some say Jesus died for their sins. Some say for everyone's sins. Some emphasise he's a personal redeemer. Others, the redeemer of the whole cosmos. Some seem to follow him out of pure love and adoration. And others, because they seem a little bit afraid of what God might do if they don't follow Jesus. So like I said, very messy. When John the Gospel writer, John the Evangelist, wrote at the end of his Gospel that if everything was written down about Jesus that could be written down, the world itself could not contain all the books which would be written, I sometimes suspect that we Christians have taken that as something of a challenge to live up to. But who do you say that Jesus is? Just imagine you're in the local shops and someone approaches you who knows that you're a part of this church community here and is curious about that. And they ask you, so who is this Jesus person anyway? What's the big deal? What might you say? What might you say? Even if it comes out um, too wordy or too short too clumsy or overly refined, whether it sails smoothly from the lips or emerges from a ragged heart seeking understanding, how would you answer? Because a confession of faith in Jesus only is really made sense of when it is lived out. When the words, uh, the titles, the concepts becomes grounded in our lived experience and the story of Jesus becomes our own. So I thought I'd have a go at who Jesus is to me. And inspired by um, Jesus and Peter's encounter this week and the uh, giving of the keys, 
I'd start with, I think, Jesus is the key to God's nature, being and intentions, who shows us why we can trust God, in who all the fullness of God was embodied, and who, and I borrow this from Archbishop Rowan Williams, stands at that core of God's creative life flowing to the world and the world's journey of reconciliation to God. I'd say with Anselm of Canterbury that God is that which no greater can be conceived. And because the mystery of God is just so vast and thus can seem remote and hard to comprehend, God came to be one of us in Jesus. To live like one of us, to experience the full spectrum of life in its joy and sorrow, justice and corruption, who shows how we can hold the paradox of a loving God and the mystery of suffering together. As Jesus shows us God's heart, a heart that aches with those who mourn, who burns when injustice and inhumanity harm those made in the image of God, who looks on our individual and corporate sin and laments at how that makes us fall short of what God wants of us, who grieves like a parent when we as children turn away and yet holds out grace forgiveness and love and is willing to be crucified to bring us back into right relationship I'd say echoing the extraordinary Martin Luther King Jr. that God has a dream for us and Jesus shows us just what is possible with God that God's grace can build on our nature to lead us down paths we never thought possible. That the imperfect status quo cannot hold out against God's kingdom, which is there in every moment of every day, waiting to break through in our lives because of Jesus at work within us. I'd say that in the Easter event, Jesus shows us that love is more powerful than hate and fear, even death. And that even in the face of the worst of sin and brokenness of humanity, when we crucify God, that God can overcome that. Jesus shows us, in short, why God's love will and always does win the day. I'd say that when I look at the journey of my life and what it has been since going with the flow of what I feel Jesus has called me to be and do, that every aspect of life has taken on new meaning, a new possibility, and the hope of resurrection holds sway over an awareness of just how limited, tragically limited, humanity in the world can be. That Jesus helps me 
to look honestly at my failings and trust in forgiveness. There we go. But who do you say, who do you say that Jesus is? Think about that. If you can put it in a sentence or two, as I have obviously failed to do, that would be great. Find that core and ask God to give you the strength to let that confession of faith shape your life this week. And may Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of the living God, be with you all.